0: We presented to this church an opportunity to sow. This is a, the most g- giving and generous church that I've ever been a part of. You love the work of missions. And that's why we have opportunities every year just about, every other year, to go into the mission fields. We've been to Colombia and Ecuador and Nicaragua and Madagascar. and Wow, it's such, a, such an awesome blessing. But we presented to you last year an opportunity to go to a different kind of mission field. It is the one on our very property. We have a school here. Most know this. I think La Palma Christian School is one of the richest soils that we could possibly plant in, church. I really do. But the economy has taken its toll on everyone, uh, just about, and on many, many organizations. And our school did, in fact, take a hit. And so, in praying and plotting and, and, and looking at what we could possibly do, Karen said, why don't we present to our church? They can sponsor a student. We called it the Power of One Scholarship. And because of your generosity over this last school year, seven students were able to come to our school that would not have been able to come. How many of you all know schools just around the corner? I mean, summer's going to be gone before we even blink. (laughs) The parents are cheering over here in the left area. (laughs) parents of four, (laughs) I'll I'll add. (laughs) That's so good. And we have another need. Karen, uh, my wife Karen, is leading our elementary side, and Jalene is leading our preschool, and I think they're two of the very best directors, really. I know I'm completely partial, and and I can't be uh, unbiased at all, but Honestly, I think they do such a great job of giving leadership. We have an awesome, awesome faculty of teachers and aides. And uh, Karen and Jaw, I'm going to invite you to come. I want you to give the people an update of some of what has happened and some of what we need their help with this year. Come on, appreciate uh, Karen and Jaw. I'm here. All
1: right. I'm here. Well, I know this morning on the first service, we kind of uh, took a little bit of time to maybe share a funny memory, but uh, during this worship time for this second service, I was just reminded of how great God really has been for both of us absolutely, and for this one school and, uh, Uh, First of all, we want to say thank you because of last year, like Steve said, seven children were sponsored and were able to finish the school, finish their year, and we are now facing another school year. And uh, last summer, when we were looking at it and uh, finding that students weren't reapplying to the school because of the financial need, um, God birthed in Jalene and I this God idea of letting people get involved and uh, I'm amazed that I don't know why I should be amazed but the that God does provide through the storm for us and this past year we have worked very hard together and I say very hard people don't think we work hard when we're together but we do
2: there there is yes we do
1: we do and look she dropped a cabinet on my leg the other day. It's really not like it is.
2: You're looking at this horrible bruise, and I think her toe might have been broke, but that's really not how it went.
1: <laughs> she dropped it on my leg. I mean, the whole thing just went... Boom. boom. Yeah. So when I say we work hard, <laughs> we work hard. It was big, too. But we, we have seen this year, I think one of the greatest harvests that we have in years. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. We have
1: this year. How many from the preschool, pre-K graduating class are actually? There's about 18. 18 preschool students are moving over to kindergarten this year from our very own. And uh, that's God. That is God. And, uh, but you know, it wasn't, wasn't in April that we just, there were a couple weeks there that you and I just, it seems like we were in the pit. Right. Because we didn't know what we were gonna do. Mm -mm. We just didn't know what we were gonna do. And we prayed and fasted and, you know, presented to the school board what our situation was. And could have very well closed the doors to an, an incredible ministry that we have, but God is good, and he provides through the storm, and here we are, and we're going to go another year, another year, and uh, on the preschool side, tell them about, um, I'm trying to think, Mia, our little, and we have Gabriel, just,
2: that are going to be moving over, yes, just, you know, there, we have from preschool, you know, they, some start at two. And then they go all the way through until they graduate pre-K. And then if they're really connected, they say, well, we're going to stay another year. Before you know it, they've made it all the way through sixth grade. And they have been in and heard about Jesus, <laughs> this God that can change. Well, Gabriel, his mom, is, she's a single mom. She's doing this all alone. And it's really funny. She went to hi- high school at Kennedy. She came and worked in our preschool I think she was trying to earn something for school, and it worked out that she could come and volunteer. And she said, you know, I said, whenever I have children, I'm bringing them back here. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, she did. But she is a single mom, and she's trying to do this on her own. But she wants them here, and she wants them to go to kindergarten here. And that's where this power of one, where you, you may never meet Gabriel, or you may, but you're going to have a chance to pour into this little boy's life just a difference that it's going to make for him and for his mother. It's so important. It's so important that when you know he's speaking to you about that one person or maybe that person you work with or that child that you hear him and that you don't one day meet him and he says, "Mm, do you remember that? You know, I went to a funeral. I was telling the early service this and Karen knows, we get silly and I get goofy, but then there is a very sensitive side to the both of us. There is. We love this place. Mm -hmm. We love it. I love what I do. It's hard and it's a lot of work, but I love it because I love to see the difference. It's not like it sees. It's not like it really is.
1: (laughs) Who can't call that? Hey, thank you. Hey. Hey, I got a whistle. But I that want on, you guys got that on to tape, know, take she's going to milk over this over
2: for again. a very long time. I'm not going to hear the end of this. But I want you guys to know as well that this, the goofy side and the weird side and the angel side and the Christmas tree and trying to bombard Pastor Moses' program, yeah. that is all fun. But at the same time, there's a very serious side. And if you've ever met Karen on that very serious side, you'll know how much mm-hmm. she loves this school. And she loves those children. How much we love them and we want to see change we want to see a difference and it was heavy on my heart when we started i'm like i was really sad
1: it was a and i time. wasn't
2: hearing anything but it'll work no it's gonna work Not pastor it's gonna work right you know, we're gonna push through here we're gonna do this but god mm-hmm. he shows up he does he shows up in every storm there is he shows up. Yep. Sometimes he's been in that storm the whole time and you've just not heard him. Right. And that's what I was saying to the early service. When I meet him face to face, right. I want him to be able to say, hey, those people that I put in your way, you did a good job. Because right. look, here they are. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody's got a different group. Right. And God is giving some... For you here, and God has given for some here. But you know, unless you hear him, that still small voice, and unless you take heed to it, he's going to have to send somebody else. Mm -hmm.
1: Because he's not going to let them go. No. Right? Right? Well, last year, when we presented the need, I had seven children. And because of God's grace and mercy and your generosity, we provided over $10,000 worth of funds that went to tuition for seven children and yep. paid for their tuition. Amazing. Amazing. When I, I looked at the paper and saw what it, I was amazed. And those seven children, their lives are forever changed. This year we have a need of nine children, but For you today, we we prepared something just to say thank you and let you see the faces and hear from the kids that you provided for and you sponsored, not yet, gee. But I do have two students here today that are scholarship recipients. One boy you're going to meet at the end of the service. um, After we say thank you, we're going to have Cheyenne come up, and Cheyenne, I noticed last summer, during summer day camp, her name wasn't on the list to come back to school. And I was distraught because God had uh, just revealed something in Cheyenne. She has a beautiful voice, and none of us knew it. Mom and Dad didn't know it, didn't even know it existed. And that Christmas time, she sang a solo for our uh, Christmas program, and we were just amazed. And I'll never forget, Bob, that day that I had you come back to my office, thought you were in trouble coming to the Director's office. And we stood there and I said, Listen, if I was able to offer a scholarship, do you think Cheyenne could come back? And it was a very emotional moment because we knew that God was providing. And Cheyenne, here she is. She received a scholarship and came back to school, and she's coming next year because God's going to provide the need again for her. And we're so thankful. Amen. But Let us just sit back and enjoy this and uh, let us say thank you. Jolene and I both say thank you. This is a preschool and elementary, and um, thank you for your generosity and being the power of one in these children's lives.
3: So undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me, and the voices Just let me live
4: The Palmer Christian School for teaching me that we were not from monkeys, but we were created from God by six days that God created, and the seventh day he took a rest. And I thank you for supporting us, the Palmer Christian Center. I'm thankful for supporting the Palmer Christian School and not shutting this school down so we can be a Christian school from now on.
1: All right, Cheyenne, come on up. Cheyenne LaRusso.
4: My Jesus, my Savior.
0: So good. Cheyenne LaRusso, everybody. And just think what this young lady might become. Well, there's no question that there's great potential. The sad thing, listen to me a minute, the sad thing is potential that goes untapped is a very sad thing. And to think that we could be a part of the potential that God will, the seed that God has planted, that we could be ones who water. We could be ones, Bob, that fertilize, make sure the weeds are pulled away, because you folks can't do this all on your own. So it is our joy, it is our honor to come alongside of you and do our part in helping with this child, and about 60 more. That's about where we are as a school. and the preschool, where are you at, Ja? Around 62, right? Around 60. So we've got you know, 120 to 150 students on our campus every day through the school year. Preschool's open year-round. That we have a privilege, but I believe an obligation, church. I believe we have an obligation. God is sending us the harvest. And uh, Sarah, who knows that she might be on a... A world tour with you someday. One of your backup singers. You'll be opening for her. Well, we never know, do we? We never know. Do you have your Bible? Let me see your Bible. Come on, let me see it. What a great book you're holding. What a powerful book you're holding. Life changing book that you're holding. Let's open it. Let's go to Joshua chapter 23, everyone. Joanne, put that hymnal down. I told you before, only the Bible. If you don't have the Bible, don't hold up the hymnal. (laughs) I'm just playing with her. You did hold up the hymnal, though, didn't you? You're Omri. I knew I liked you. Joshua, chapter 23. Let me read one verse to you this morning. Verse number 10 says, One man of you shall chase a thousand. Can you even imagine this? How many of y'all think you could chase a thousand off? There's about four people that think they could. Oh, let me read on. One man of you shall chase a thousand off. For the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised you. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house, to lift up praise, to lift up worship, and to be healed by you, to be saved by you, to be delivered by you. Now we quiet ourselves, we still ourselves. And we pray, God, that you would speak to us today through your word. Let what you have purpose to accomplish... Let that be done. Let that be accomplished in our ears, in our hearts. And we give you thanks and praise for this. We pray it in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. Say amen. amen. One man of you shall put a thousand to flight. Wow. Ever feel insignificant? Oh, you can be honest with me. It's all right. I have. And... While we're being honest, I still do. There are times I feel completely insignificant. I feel completely inadequate. I feel like somebody else could do it better than me. And the truth is, ah, that is the truth. Somebody could do it better than you. Somebody could do it better than me. That's not the point. God still wants to use one. So if you're like me and you feel insignificant from time to time, you feel inadequate, Amen. I understand. Amen. Did you know you are one of six billion 767 million 805,208 people in the world last time I counted. It has changed since I typed this out. Some have died, some were born. You are one person in over 6 billion 767 million. Insignificant? Inadequate? I think so. By the way, when I did this study, I found out what the top 10 countries with the highest population were. Anybody care to guess what the number one country with the most population is? What was it? China. Yes. China has 1,338,612,000 and change. Number two, anybody would care to guess what number two is? Well, you, did you get the same stats I did? <laughs> India. India has 1,156,897,000. How about number three? Africa's a continent. We're talking about countries right now. Number three. Yes, US of A. The United States has a population of 307,212,123. Number four, anyone? Number four, I want to see where you're at now. Don't put it up till they guess. You're cheating on me. It's Indonesia, by the way. Indonesia has a population of 240,271. How about number five, anyone? Just guess, there's no right or wrong necessary. Well, there is a right, but I mean. (laughs) Number five, what do you think, Cheyenne? Canada, Canada? Canada, no. No, 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 no. Bring it up. Brazil, Brazil. 190 million and some. Number six, you won't guess this one. I, I I was very, very surprised. No, China was number one. It can't be one and six. Look at that. There you go. You got it. Who said Pakistan? <laughs> it. Are you with me or are you against me? <laughs> Number seven, Bangladesh. Number eight, Nigeria. Do we have any Nigerian believers in the house here today? I thought we did. You are ranking at number 8 in the world's top populated countries in the world. Nigeria is 149 mil, 229 000. Somebody said number 9 a little bit ago. It is Russia, 140 million, 41,000 and some. Number 10. Go ahead, Cheyenne. She loves, she loves learning. She keeps wanting Canada to be in the top ten. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Canada is not in the top ten. Japan. Japan is number ten, and it ranks with a population of 127,078,679. Let me ask this question again. Does anybody ever feel insignificant? <laughs> Wow. Helen Keller, who at an early age lost her sight and her hearing, said, I'm only one, but I am still one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And just because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. Helen Keller went on to write, Twelve-plus books, was a prominent sought-after speaker in her adult life, made powerful contributions in politics and government and, and, and more. Folks, throughout Scripture, we find many examples of the power of one. One example that I found was the power of one little boy. John chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? How many? Oh, we're going to get that. Look at this. Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down. The men. And they numbered about 5,000. It doesn't mention their wives. It doesn't mention any children. So there very possibly could have been 20-plus thousand people here that were hungry. And you know, you know me. When I'm hungry, I get irritable, right? How many of y'all get a little bit irritable when you get hungry? Thank you for being honest. We've got some hungry men, hungry women, hungry children. Let me read on. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed these to the disciples. And the disciples then distributed to those who were sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as many as wanted some. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and they filled 12 baskets full with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who have eaten. The power of one little boy. And his availability, folks. Now the little boy did not have the ability in and of himself to feed 5,000 men and their families. He had one sack lunch fish and bread but he was willing to give what he had to the lord that's all god's asking from us today the power in one is not based on one's ability but rather on one's availability there's some people they think they are all that don't look around this room right now just keep focused They think they're all that. They think they've got the talent that can get them where they need to go. They think they've got the cutes that can get them where they need to go. They think they've got the good looks that'll open the doors that no other other person can have the doors open for them. It's not your ability, sir, ma'am, student. It is not your ability. It is simply making available what you have. Surrender to the Lord what you have. Watch what he does. If he can take a boy's stinky lunch with fish and bread, multiply it and feed 5,000 plus, look what he might could do through you and through me. Look what he might could do through a young lady like Cheyenne. The power of one little boy, who made what he had available to the Lord. It reminded me of what Isaiah said in Isaiah 6, 8. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Whom will go for us? And then I said, Here am I. Send me. God, we need more people to rise up and say, I don't have much. All I have is a sack lunch. But here am I, Lord. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll be what you want me to be. Make what you have available to the Lord, and let him use you powerfully. The power of one little boy who was available. I also was led in the scripture to 2 Kings chapter 5, and I found the power of one little girl. The power of one little girl. Look at what 2 Kings 5, 1 through 3 says. Now, Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of Syria. He was a He he was a great man and honorable in the eyes of his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor. And look what it says there. But he was a leper. Let me just interject this right now. Uh, It doesn't matter what your status is. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter your position. Heartache comes to all. Disease has the potential to touch everyone. Here was a man who was the commander of the army. He had power. He had position. He had clout. He had status. And he had leprosy. Let me read on. And the Syrians had gone out on raids. And they brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. God's chosen people. God's chosen country. And she waited on Naaman's wife. She was just a a, a, a maidservant. She was a slave girl that they brought back. When they went and and conquered, they brought back this slave girl, and it happened that she was Naaman's wife's servant girl. Now, verse number 3. She said to her mistress, Naaman's wife, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. When I think of Naaman, the leper, there are several things that come to my mind. I think of his obstinence. He didn't want to go, he didn't want to do what the man of God told him to do. Which, by the way, they did go get the man of God. The man of God gave directive to this commander in the army, and he uh, fought him a little bit. Finally, he relinquished. The man of God told... You know this. This is like a a Sunday school story. You know this so well. What did the man of God tell Naaman to do? Go jump in the river? river? Is that what somebody said? (laughs) Basically, he told him, Go dip in the Jordan, which, by the way, was they, they tell us, scholars tell us, one of the dirtiest bodies of water that he possibly could have dipped in. He didn't like that. He wanted a clean pool of water. But God didn't tell him to go dip in a clean pool of water. He said, go get in the muddy Jordan and dip. And what else did he say? He said to go dip in the river, but what, what else? Okay, come on. You do know your Sunday school lesson. I'm so proud of you today. He told, the man of God told the leper, told the commander of the army, go into the Jordan, dip in the river seven times. I remember all of this. The thing I don't remember is the power of one little girl to take a stand and be bold enough to say, if only my master could get to the man of God, he'll be healed. I never remember that part of the story. But it's one little girl who spoke up and had the boldness to take a stand for God and believed in God. And how about this? She believed in the man of God. Naaman, after struggling, finally decides, I'll go and I'll do what this man of God, this prophet of God has said. And in the end, he's cleansed of his leprosy. Why? Because the power of one little girl whose name is not even significant enough to be mentioned in the Word of God. On February the 14th, 1936, a baby boy was born in the southern Kyung sam province in South Korea. How you doing, Jay? Good to see you this morning. Where are you from? South Korea, that's what I thought. Which area? Which area? Okay, I don't know where that is. What's that in relation to Seoul? Okay. I want you to get this. I want you to hear this. February the 14th, Valentine's Day, 1936. Baby boy, born in the southern Kyung sam province in South Korea. He was the firstborn of five sons and four daughters. He was raised in a loving home, but was greatly influenced. Influenced and trained in Buddhism and Confucianism and Eastern studies. When he was 17 years old, A sophomore in high school, he contracted tuberculosis, which put him at death's door, and it was certain that he would die. One day, his sister's friend came over for a visit. She happened to be a Christ follower. She happened to be one who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. She began to share the gospel message with this teenage young man whose body was racked with tuberculosis. And that day he accepted Christ as his personal savior. The disease however continued to plague him until one day he was invited to a missionary crusade where he was gloriously healed. He later felt a call by God to study theology and entered into the ministry. In 1956, he moved to Seoul and with 50 people he started a, ch- a church in his home, which by the way, he still pastors to this very day. The man I speak of today is Pastor David yong yi Cho, pastor of Yoido Full Gospel Church in Seoul, Korea, which is the largest evangelical church in the world with a membership of Are you ready for this? Currently, their membership registers at 780,000 believers. I'm talking to you today about the power of one, the power of one young boy, the power of one young girl. Her name is not even mentioned in Pastor Cho's bio. But had she not been there and had the courage stand, had the boldness to say, Jesus loves you. Jesus can heal you. There's the power of one woman that I found in Esther. Chapter 4. Look at what verse number 14 says. For if you remain completely silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. The power of one woman who took a stand for God and for God's people. Because of one woman's courage, God's people are saved. Haman, the king's second-in-command, wants the Jews destroyed. He manipulates the king to call for the execution of all the Jews. Esther is brought on the scene, and she is used by God to save her people. Haman, by the way, is hanged on his own gallows. And Mordecai, who is a leader of the Jews, becomes prime minister. One woman with courage. One woman empowered by God. You might think, I can't do anything. Let me remind you what the Scripture says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4, 13. (laughs) Hallelujah. Andrew Jackson said, One man with courage makes a majority. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong. Be of good courage. Do not fear. Do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Never mind the power of one man. I found this in Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. One man who had the faith to save mankind from extinction. The Lord saw the wickedness of man and was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, birds of the air, for I'm sorry that I even made them. Oh, look at what verse number 8 says, somebody. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The power of one man who was ridiculed by his family, by his neighbors, by the city, by the townspeople thought he was insane, thought he had lost his mind. He just kept building a a boat, kept building a large monstrosity of a structure. The faith of one man, the courage of one woman, the boldness of one little girl, the availability of one little boy, the power of one. There is, by the way, also the power of one God. And let it be said today, there is only one God. There's only one God. He said, I am that I am. He's always been and he'll always be. Before time began, he was. He's alive today. He's living. And we serve only him the power of one God who loved the earth so much he gave it another chance. And look what we did. Noah Noah found, found grace, found favor in the eyes of the Lord and God redeemed. It didn't take very long for mankind to mess it up again and need another plan. And God had another plan. God's plan was to love this world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. The power of one. I don't know, again, what what potential lies within these students who we can partner with in scholarship. We're giving you an opportunity today. Ushers, I want you to pass out These scholarship forms, the power of one scholarship form. We're giving you an opportunity today to adopt a student. You can say, I want to scholarship this student in its entirety. I'll take that student completely. A complete scholarship would be half tuition. Karen, come and help me. Give me some give me some numbers here. What is our tuition currently, and what would be half of that?
1: Tuition currently is thirty-seven.
0: Thirty-seven hundred dollars.
1: Half is one ninety-three fifty a month for ten months, and that would be a fifty percent. There's no scholarships higher than fifty percent. We do a quarter, you know, just a third. There, yeah. but um, half would be one ninety-three fifty.
0: We assess each potential scholarship student uh, and depending on on their need, depending on their grades, depending on their conduct, they could get up to half of a scholarship or they could get a quarter or perhaps a third. So uh, if you want to adopt a student in its entirety, in his or her entirety, you can can do that for about $193 a month. Now if you say, I really can't do that but I want to help, then you will partner with other people in the church and for $40, you get to be uh, an adoptive uh, sponsor. And um, talk to us about that.
1: If you do $40 a month, 400 for the year, what happens is uh, I'll go through the cards and the sponsorship and the scholarships and I will allot the money. So last year, uh, for instance, Cheyenne received a scholarship, but she had several uh, families sponsoring her. So it was uh, it was fun because at Thanksgiving, um, she invited them to come and be a part of our feast, and there was a whole row of ladies, better ladies, that were her sponsors, and it was exciting uh, to see. So you can sponsor, it'll be a group sponsorship or just a single sponsorship. We just want to, it's just about getting these kids back, letting the kids come back to school and like i said this year we have nine last year we had seven and i when i looked at the seven i thought there's no way there's no way but that's what god specializes in and is in no way yeah and it's amazing it's just amazing this year i have nine and uh again we're looking at it going there's no way i didn't think we were going to be able to keep the doors open really i didn't but god provided and he's provided through the storm and the teachers are uniting together. We're all, uh, we're all making the changes that need to happen just so uh, the children can continue to come to this place. And the majority of children who come to our preschool and our school do not attend this church. It is, it is almost 100%.
0: And this needs to be said. Some do not attend church, period. There are some that don't attend our church, Cheyenne's a great example. They, they love the Lord, this family, and they have a church home. We're not trying to gain uh, new congregants, necessarily. We're trying to love the people whom God has sent to our property. But some of these kids, not only do they not go to our church, some of them don't go to church. Uh, let me interject this real quick, too. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Last year, last year in our fifth grade class, the fifth grade teacher led three students to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, right here on our property.
1: I was just going to also let you know that academically, because a lot of people like to uh, question our ability as far as education, we just received the scores from our SAT testing that puts us on a national level with other, uh, other Christian schools. And our scores are incredible. We are over the 70th percentile. A lot of times, we're in the 90th percentile, and all of the children who leave this school, whether it be from preschool or from the elementary school, they always are at least, at the very least, a year ahead of where they should be. Yeah. So um, our teachers are bringing it, yeah. and these kids are—they're getting, they're getting what they need and more than what they need.
0: Did everybody receive a uh, scholarship card? Oh, ushers, you missed your cue there a while back. I want you to look at this card. Chandler, we have another student with us this morning, and uh, he, this is so anointed. His ministry today is so anointed. I want you to take this card as the ushers pass this out. I want you to contemplate, and I want you to pray about what you can do to help us. Pray if you should be a part of this, and then... Ask God, how so? Do you want to sponsor a child completely? Do you want to partner with some others in the room to sponsor a child? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your help. Minister to us, Chandler.
5: your burdens, brought your pain, but I have a message for you today, that when you leave here, it won't be the to your position. Look at you, there's been no change in your condition. Reach out and touch the master's role. There's healing for your mind. Oh, your body and your soul, oh yes, there is. Hallelujah. God can heal, God can heal. Oh, yes. he, he can heal, can and he can mend the broken. about your situation, but with every test and every trial, there is revelation.
0: good. Come on, give it up for Chandler. Love it, love it, love it. Chandler and Cheyenne are both sponsored, they were both sponsored scholarship students that very possibly could not have been here without your help. Thank you, buddy, for being here with us today. (coughs) Ushers, I want you to come, ushers. Fill out this card now. And I want you to just drop this in. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about? How can you help us? Fill that out right now. Fill that out right now. Ushers come. Father, we thank you for your promise to build the church. Thank you that we get to be a part of it. What an honor. What a thrill. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to us. Holy Spirit, speak to us. What is our part? What can we do right here on our own property? Help us, Lord, to be obedient to what you would prompt in our spirits. We give you thanks and we give you praise. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Drop this in. Karen will be contacting you about uh, the layout of the scholarship program. And when something comes due... Uh, then we send you a reminder every month, a thank you, really, every month, and so um, it, it's really, really great. So, awesome. All right. Sarah Kelly, tonight, 5 o'clock, dessert, right? You know what? I'm going to let you go back to your table, because I'm I'm afraid there's going to be a mad rush to get things, and they might want to just say hey to you and whatever. Sound good? I would love that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Be sure and stop by her table. We'll get your CDs set up tonight, too, right? Good? And um, on the concert tonight, everybody, you need to bring your own drinks, bring lawn chairs, okay? Bring something comfortable. You might want to bring a jacket. I don't know if it's going to cool off or what, or, or a jacket or a blanket or something like that, but be comfortable. We're all wearing jeans, and we're just going to have a good time out at the park. And uh, Pastor Moses wants me to let you know they need some help setting up. So, we need to transfer some of our equipment from here over to the park. Do I have any men here or ladies for that matter, but especially men? We need some strength who could help us move some things uh, at two o'clock. Two o'clock. Who else? I got two teenagers who's going to help me. I need some men. Who can help us here today? Thank you. Appreciate that. Two o'clock. Thank you. Thank you. Great, great, great. Two o'clock, meet Pastor Moses right here. Also, Pastor Becca wanted me to announce to you there is a VBS. Our Kids Crusade is coming up. There's a meeting for all of the workers immediately following our dismissal dismissal here. It's in the friendship room. It's in the chapel, like I said. (laughs) I just work here. All right, let's stand and give God thanks. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we've had today to be in your house and to hear you, to worship you. We ask God for your blessing on our lives. Let us go from this place, Lord, filled with your spirit and ready to make an impact in our world. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a great afternoon, and we will look for you tonight in the park.